Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi, and welcome to episode two of How I Quit Alcohol. I'm super excited today to have my friend Claire in Zoom, (laughs) not in the studio. Claire was one of the original members of our club sober group. So I don't know if you if you didn't get this in the, from the last podcast, Ash and I spoke about our little group that made a pact called, we called ourselves club sober. So there was six members, is that right, Claire? Initially, six. Yeah, and six then initially. Got, got down to four. Um, and so we made this pact to quit drinking for 12 months and we are still going strong <laughs> two and a half years later oh my god did you think you'd even get to 12 months (laughs) no I didn't I didn't not at all 12 months seemed like a lifetime (laughs) 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 and when I was talking with Ash about it last night on the podcast and um we were saying I think it was up until like right up until 10 months even maybe longer I was thinking right, at Christmas time I'm going to get a bottle of red and we're going to sit by the fire because we're going to be in Canada. Um, and as it got closer to the date, we realised, I don't want to, you know, like I kind of wanted to yeah. do it and I thought I deserve it because I've gone all this time. But then there was that, but I've gone all this time. I don't want to yeah. go back. When did you get to that point? Yeah, same here. It was probably around the nine, ten month mark as well. I think it kind of got to a point where I was like, well, I've done all this hard work and um, I haven't had a drink and do I really want to open the door again? And then, But also not only that, there just didn't seem to be like a nice justifiable 
time that that I like yeah you know Christmas Day might have been nice New Year's Eve whatever um but yeah nothing seemed to be quite good enough I think for the work that I'd done that would Mm. be able to allow me to open the door to yeah to have a drink again I think we were the same it was like I've come this far like is it worth undoing all this good work that just became like oh this is not an option and it was also that I don't know about you, but I had that factor of I was scared that if I, and because I, I know myself too, if I have a drink on Christmas, I'm most likely going to drink Boxing Day and I'm most likely going to drink, you know, New Year's Eve and mm. am I going to have to just start this whole, you know, this whole process again. And then yeah. I just didn't, I remember just getting to Christmas and New Year's Eve particularly. Remember we were texting each other going, you guys got a drink and yeah, didn't Club Sober was getting a really good workout towards the end of that year. Just saying, <laughs> you guys are going to do it. I don't know if we're going to do it. <laughs> so it was, it was good too that, I mean, we'll probably talk more later, but having that group. So we had a WhatsApp group because Ash and I are in Bali. You guys are in Australia. I thought that was fantastic how I was telling this story yesterday when I was in Margaret River and I was like, oh, my God, that was my most, I don't know why, I don't know what triggered me there, but I just... I don't know if you remember, but I was like, I really want to drink. And you were like, you were the first one to get back to me. And I was actually reading through it the other day. And you were like, no, 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 go have a cup of tea, go sit down outside, take some deep breaths. You're not doing this. And I didn't do it. So thank you. And I I think, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for all the times you stopped me as well. (laughs) Um, I think that's it. Just having like someone else that was going through the same thing as you, just like Mm -hmm. when you felt like you, um, you were absolutely going to cave for whatever reason, um, Mm. just to have someone who was obviously, you know, maybe just a little bit stronger at that point Mm. to go, nah, nah. It just, yeah, it really helped. That support was incredible, I think, our our little club sober (laughs) sober that we had. Yeah, and I wonder, like, having that accountability, do you think, like, in hindsight that's essential or do you like to be account? Like, because it was also that account, for me it was, I don't know about you, but I didn't want to let anybody in the team down. Yeah, yeah. So I felt accountable to you guys as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's, um, yeah, it was definitely a, a bit of a drive as well um, mm. for that. I think just having, uh, I mean, you and Ash did it, Scotty and I did it, like as, as a couple as well was a, an enormous um, support, mm. I think. Mm. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it if he was being a trash bag and I was mm. trying to get through this sobriety and, yeah. Same. I, I don't think, I, I often wonder too, like if Ash wasn't doing it, you know, would I have gone the whole distance? And probably not mm. because I think at the times on occasion where I did want to cave, you know, but then, you know, I've got friends that um, that our group inspired that have gone on to quit and their partners and some of them are coming up to 12 months now or longer yeah, right. and their partners yeah. didn't, didn't quit and they, yeah. um, they, you know, they still did it. So I think if you've got the want there that, you know. You can, yeah. So what? Um, yeah, so true. What got you to the point? So um, when? Well, when did you start the binge drinking? Really? I mean, we're from the country, Claire um, and I. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was a bit of the culture there, wasn't it? To... Well, it's the culture everywhere in Australia. Like in yeah. in our society here, it's it's ridiculous. Like it's it's our um, culture to you know 
come Friday afternoon, like, um, you know, happy hour at five o'clock mm. in the bars and the pubs. It's like mm. just go and drink as much as you possibly can. Yeah, get them in I mean, quick. <laughs> get them in quick. They're cheap. They're like, and then yeah. that just kind of sets you off for the, for the weekend. Not that that was ever me. I never had a like a, a nine to five, five o'clock, um, you know, Friday afternoon finish time. Yeah. But I did work in hospitality and I saw all of this that, that yeah. was going on. And it's just yeah. the, the mentality, the culture of it, apart from the people that can ha- have, you know, the people that aren't binge drinkers like us, the people that can handle just having a glass or two and then that's it, very conservative and sensible about it. As far as the binge yeah, drinking, people. I yeah, I know. <laughs> I was hopeful there for a while. but No, no same. No. <laughs> But the binge, as far as the binge drinking, like I look back to when I first started drinking and, I mean, I guess like you, like growing up in a small country town, it it sort of got to the point like underage drinking was huge. Like I was Mm. a big underage drinker and thought it was great. It was like going to friends' places and if we couldn't get the alcohol, we could either get home delivery. That was a fantastic thing. Um, that we managed mm-hmm. to somehow do or, mm. um, or you know, there was always an older sibling that would go and get it for us. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it probably started as early as as um, young teenager, mid-teenager. Yeah. Binge well, drinking and it just continued that into my adult life um, apart from probably when I was pregnant with, with my kid, the twins. So I had one pregnancy and then, you know, a couple of years of breastfeeding, of no drinking, and then I was back on it again. Yeah. Just didn't, that was probably the only time in my adult life that I wasn't a, a binge drinker. And so could you go for times, because that was one thing I always thought, well, I don't have a problem because I don't get up in the morning and drink alcohol and I often mm. go a few weeks without drinking alcohol sometimes I just wouldn't even think about it but as soon as I had it I it's like I would have to force myself you know I had all these tactics of a water between each drink or one drink every hour or or whatever and it always got the window and sometimes not always but most often it was you know ending in oh shit can't remember waking up um going to bed carnage you can't absolutely carnage (laughs) yeah so were you at that level too or were you like all the time drinker or were you just sometimes then binging yeah or? well again I, like you I didn't think I had a problem because I wasn't getting up and drinking um yeah. I think there were times where you know I, I was I think I've always been a really good binge drinker I think drinking regularly um as I said I didn't I, I remember doing when I first moved to Byron I think I did like a detox which was like a um, maybe eight weeks uh, and so there was no drinking in that stint um, but I th- I'm pretty sure it's been a regular thing if not you know every weekend it's been you know it's just just been definitely a regular thing yeah. I think for me towards the end of it to, for me to be at a string you know two days of alcohol free together um, and that's not that's not binge drinking every night but that's going oh great I've had two days off I'm just going to have a couple of glasses of wine yeah. and there goes you know the next night it's a whole bottle then the next night it's a yeah it sort of gradually builds that up and more yeah, yeah as you get closer to the weekend and so it basically ramped up to that and then you were like so what what was it that spurred you on to make that made you want to take the 12 months off 
you guys had mentioned it. I think we were actually came to catch up with you down in Torquay. Yes. Um, with dozens of bottles of wine and um, mm. and all the rest of it. And you had told us about this pack that you know you guys are doing with your friends uh, and yeah. Um, yeah with Lisa and the twelve months. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. You were like, why don't you do it too? And I was like, yeah, that sounds brilliant. Never actually thinking that I would do it, nor would Scotty. Um, but yeah, we just decided, we just made the decision and I don't know if I really thought about that decision until after we, <laughs> after we'd started, but, uh, so many, so many reasons. I was just fed up. I think of waking up in the mornings and just going, you know, just being down on yourself, just going, I've, I've done it again. Like I've drank enough for, you know, a tiny community to, you know, I've, I've, I've just, I've, I've done it again. I've done it mm. exactly what I yesterday tried to avoid doing and couldn't and just, just getting down on myself. Like I, I know I, I've listened to your podcast with Ash and you take full responsibility for what you do or the rest of it. But mm. this alcohol thing is such a controller, but I, I just had enough. I'd had enough and kids, mothering my young kids at the time Mm. um we're a bit of a blended family as well so four kids in the house most of the time so this what is this example it's just Mm. it's terrible it's always either they see us drinking um either with a bottle or a glass in hand it's always going to the bottle shop it's it's just such a thing around it yeah and definitely that was a vanity thing as well because I, I think, and that was the thing that kept me going. And I think initially I was like perusing um, Google for like before and after pictures of people. Like I was like, oh, no, I'm getting in my, my late 30s. I'm getting wrinkles. Maybe if I stop drinking, it's going to, you know, stop that. And as vain <laughs> and, and silly as it is, you know, that was what just one works? of the things that helped initially. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so after, I mean, oh, I've got a few questions here. So, well, firstly, when did you find it hard? I know that getting up to the two-week mark initially, it was like two weeks, three months, six months. They were all quite, they were big yeah. ones for me. Like, And I was yeah. like, I found those quite difficult. What yeah. did you find hard and when, when did you find it hard? So we had stopped that New Year's Day. I woke up with a, like one of the worst hangovers I think I've had because <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, right, I'm going to drink all the drinks because I'm not going <laughs> to have any for so long, so I'm going to just have them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I I went up because um, Scotty was going away to do some um, recording and stuff for a couple of months and I went up to Byron because we had moved down to Melbourne and oh, then right. I was going yes. back up to Melbourne, um, back up to Byron to yes. for like six weeks just to hang out with the kids. So, yeah, that was that was difficult. That was like catching up with my my friends, everyone's drinking. I think that was a bit of a constant battle for me then. I can't believe um, you made it through that actually because the there's quite a big drinking culture up here within our circle of friends. Yeah. So I remember when you said you were coming up, I thought, ooh, okay. Mm. And you did it. This, this might be the undoing, yeah. If there I know. was a time, that was it. And how did you get through? What what did you do to get through those times? So people coming over, you had a big pool there and everything and yeah, yeah. coming yeah. armed with their wines and whatnot. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Armed with everyone, and yeah. So just repeating pretty much what Ash had said in the podcast. It was because we made the decision because I, in my head, I'd gone, right, I'm not doing this. I've committed to a year. I'm just, that's it. I needed to do something about it. I've, I've made the decision. Like I've verbalized, I've internalized and then verbalized the, de- the decision. So it just wasn't an option. It just wasn't an option to go, oh, maybe I could just have a glass. I'd already taken that away from myself. So yeah. And that was hard. That was really hard. But I had Mel Scott's sister. She was she came and stayed with me for a little bit, and she was making me like these beautiful mocktails. And yeah, she's that was that was great. And yeah, I think just having made the decision that was that was the thing. It was hard. It it wasn't it wasn't easy at all. Yeah. Did you cop a bit of pressure? Sniffing. Um, yeah, definitely. I was sniffing, like, yeah, sniffing. <laughs> like my girlfriend would pour a glass and I'd be like, just let me have a smell of it. And, you know. Yeah, I've just, done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At restaurants. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I totally get that. Well, yeah. that's a huge but, yeah. one. That is a huge one to get through. And so early on, it was like Ash was saying how he um, went straight on, on, he and Scott played a gig the next day on yeah. his day and then, going and doing these shows with um, Jimmy Barnes and whatnot and just like yeah. full bl- and a winery. And yeah, it's amazing if you, once you've mm. decided and you really are, you know, committed, then mm. that's what you do. So did you get it? Did you have a time when you were really wavered like that time when I was in Margaret river? Yeah, definitely. I think why the first time happened, yeah, a couple of weeks into it when I was up in Byron and I, and I, I think, I think that you guys were pretty good because whenever I went really, really quiet, you were like, Claire, what's going on? And that was obviously, <laughs> yes. it was obviously when you knew I was having trouble. And then, yeah. and then I think I just had this moment where I was just like, I can't do this. This is really, really hard. And then all of you were like, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. you can do this. It's, it's okay. And that, and it passes like these moments pass. And I think that was one of the things that we would, we were discussing in club sober that, at the time, like you'd have these moments and you just had to kind of write it out, like whether they lasted for, you know, five minutes or a whole afternoon or whatever, you just had to write it out. And there would, there would be an end. There was always an end to this wanting and this craving and this, like, what am I doing? Mm. Um, There was an always, always an end to it. And yeah, I think the more that that happened, the more you kind of, yeah, sort of gained confidence in yourself that you could do this absolutely it was was possible yeah I think you're right too it's like every little obstacle you did you get more confident so you knew that next time you're going to a party you feel a little bit more confident that 
you got yeah. this, you know, it's going to be okay and you'll get through and you start to yeah. feel more confident in yourself because you're more confident because yeah. you're not having these self-esteem issues and stuff as well. Yeah, well, that, exactly. That was for me. It's really interesting. I think we all got to that point at around the 10-month mark where we were like we would turn the corner. It was like something had switched. So it must mm. be something about, there must be the sweet spot there at about the 10-month mark. I've got yeah. a friend coming on soon who's, an, who's a drug and alcohol counsellor. And yeah, right. um, he's a really, he's like, he's really into the idea of the 12-month thing. So he said so many mm-hmm. people, it's not this commitment where they have to take all their life. It's just like just 12 months. It's like anything less doesn't seem to work, but people usually get to the 12-month point and want to keep going. They don't want to go back. Yeah. Because they've gained so much. So you were just saying you'd been on a 33K run, which is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just tired <laughs> even thinking about that. And you've done uh, a yeah. psychology degree or are you doing a psychology Yeah, so I'm finished? so close to finishing. And that was another reason as well. Like I think when I um, when we had decided to stop, I was about to embark on um, a psychology um, degree. And so I wanted to be I, – I was doing visual arts and stuff like that before beforehand which kind of went hand in hand with drinking and was like oh mm. this is great you could be creative and yeah all the rest of it but mm. then so that was another reason yeah so I'm I'm almost at the end of at at the end of this degree which is fantastic and I love it like it's been really fascinating as well to be studying yeah. the mind um oh god amazing while I'm going through you know all of this as well with the drinking and and yeah. just kind of understanding like how it affects you and just yeah just getting a bit of a good grip on on the biology of it all and then I think with us binge drinkers we tend to feel like we have to replace something (laughs) like you know take away the drinking replace it with something else I mean that's definitely how how I function which is which is one thing I'm sort of working through as well like I'm trying to lessen that and like sort of bring it back into balance a bit but but says me who today we just ran 33 kilometres. And <laughs> Do you think you're an all or nothing type of person? <laughs> uh, I know. It's ridiculous. It was I the same thing too, we... though. And so is Ash and I'm sure Scotty is as well. Yeah. You know, like yep. that's, I mean, where they've got to with their music careers is only obviously because they are so, you know, practice, practice, mm. practice or whatever. And mm. same as with the drinking, like we do it with such gusto. <laughs> I know, I know. I was really good at drinking. Um, I was, <laughs> yes. I was great at it, and it's amazing now what, what I do um, mm. that I'm really into. And yeah, just all or nothing. Yeah, even so, eating. Like went through this massive. Did you? You had the whole sugar thing as well. Like yeah, I had to yeah. Sort of We're still trying correct to correct that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is a bit unfortunate, um, but, yeah, Ash did. I know because Ash never – that was interesting too. Um, Ash was never a, a sweet tooth and then literally like the day he quit drinking it was just like donuts for breakfast and pancakes, but he still lost a ton of weight. He lost a shitload yeah, of weight. Yeah, I remember. Yep. I think I put it on a little bit. Yeah. A bit, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but um, it's, it's amazing what you gain. Like the gains are so – what you gain as you, as in yourself as a whole, like you feel so whole and mm. to sit with yourself. I was particularly like with us because our partners are musicians and they're often away on tour and that boredom. Mm. So I'd often drink mm. on my own when Ash was away and start drink dialing people and 
rather than masking the boredom, you're sitting with it. You're just sitting there in your boredom rather than drinking and masking it. So all this stuff comes up that normally you'd push down when you're sober. Mm. I'm I'm saying this stuff rises and you actually deal with it and you get to know yourself. Like I know myself so much better. I don't know if that sounds wanky, but I feel so in tune with myself now that I'm I'm not masking it and, and dumbing myself with alcohol. Yeah. Did yep. you find that? Definitely. That's that's probably been one of the one of the main reasons why I think that I've made it two and a half years now. I mean, we did a little stint for five months in before we all decided to do this. We thought we'd just have six months off or even I can't even oh, yeah, remember. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. It was five months, wasn't it? It was five months we ended up doing, but then we just we just got back into it and it was, you know. And talk about that for a minute. So you took five months off the alcohol and then you decided yep. one sunny day to have a wine at lunch we were going yeah we were going to spain and right, and we yeah. thought we thought that we better season ourselves like yeah good on us <laughs> we've had some time off but you can't go to spain and you know not drink beautiful um beautiful <laughs> cheap wines um <laughs> so we thought we better get it would be nice to be able to go to, go to europe and have a couple of wines and scotty was on tour and all the rest of it so we thought that that was a good idea and then it just, like, same thing, we just slotted straight back into exactly where we'd come from, um, where we came from and and I think that that was another reason why when we got to, we decided on doing the 12 months, I was like, well, yeah, I know that we've, we can, we've done this amount of time so recently that it just needs to happen. Isn't so that like scary second, though? Like you'd think after attempt. taking five months that you would that you would be able to then um, moderate. It's yeah. really interesting how it just went back. You slipped straight back into the binging yeah. again. It's interesting. And you have since been to Spain because that was actually one of my things as well. I'm like, how yeah. would you ever go to Europe and not have red wine? Like how does that happen? But you've done it since. Yeah, amazing. You just you end up just eating beautiful foods and getting up feeling great so you can actually take in more of wow. where you are. And then going to Egypt and and getting on the shisha and drinking tea, like just you know whatever, just having having fun, but not having it controlled by alcohol. Yeah, it feels feels really amazing. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. I also yeah. had another friend saying the other um, the other day. She messaged me. She said, "I'd love to do it, but I I just can't imagine not having a red by the fire." And I remember ah, thinking yes. that as well, um, mm-hmm. and coming back home we were in Bali at the time I felt the same but you just you'd have a cup of tea instead by the fire or whatever yeah. it really doesn't it's not a huge deal I know world. I think there's this thing we you know we create um in our minds of going you know this this is going to be so hard it's going to be so hard when we get to winter to be able to sit by the fire and not have a glass of red or or go out and eat a beautiful bowl of mussels and not have a beautiful chardonnay or something mm. When you actually get to it, it's never as bad as what you what you create in your head about it. You know, know. it's always it's always easier. And if you've got that that foundation beneath you, like of yeah, I've made my decision, then it just kind of it makes it easier. It's amazing what we are actually capable of. So no going back. No, I I think uh, no, not not at this stage anyway. I think um, yeah, I've spent so much of my adult life. Being a bit of a booze hound, that 
when we stopped and properly stopped, I've just kind of been getting rid of the layers and getting to know, getting to know me. That's, and I'm just on that now. I'm just like, I'm not there. I don't think I'll ever be there. Mm. I don't trust myself either to open that door again. Mm. I don't know, maybe when the kids get older, but for now it's just much more, you know, I'm just much more engaged um, with my kids in the course I'm doing, into this fitness thing, that trip that we're on, just in everything. It just, it's just 100% more real and, and I love that and I love waking up in the morning feeling that, you know, I didn't blow all of that yesterday mm. um, and it's just kind of empowering. It just feels really good. Absolutely. And it's also mm. you start to realise that you actually don't even need it anyway. It's not giving you anything really anyway. It's not, no. it's not enhancing your experiences anyhow. No. When you're so convinced that it's enhancing your dinner or enhancing your time with your friends, but it's not. Once I, I think I'm at that place now too where I'm like, well, I, you know, I could do it, but what the hell for? Like, honestly, mm. what for? So yep. onwards. <laughs> so lastly, too, I just wanted to ask you, if I could sit with my 18-year-old self, you know, what would I tell her? And I wanted to ask you that if you were to mm. sit with your 18-year-old self and have a big DNM with her, what would mm. you say to her? Yeah, I would, I would probably definitely say that I'd probably say that right choices that you can make um, for yourself and just for yourself uh, by far will outweigh whatever other kind of path you might meander down that's going to open you up to all these you know, shitty situations. So just take it easy. Just be trying, if, if you can as an 18-year-old, try and sit with yourself and just be happy in that. Yeah. Even if it's just for 30 seconds, just try and sit with yourself a little bit more often. Yeah, take your time. I think, mm. yeah. All right, mm. darling. Well, thank you so much for this and it's been really great chatting. Thanks, um, Danny. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for being part of this little journey with us. Thanks, Danny. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 